Welcome to the Perth County Podcast, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the insights, tools, and best practices to help your business prosper in Perth County. I'm Sarah Franklin, and today I had the chance to connect with Erin Rosland, Ontario's representative at the High Commission of Canada in London, UK. His office is responsible for commercial relations between Ontario and the UK and Ireland. He facilitates trade and foreign direct investment, sources commercial leads, provides strategic advice, disseminates commercial insights, and enables access to commercial and government networks. In addition to being a commercial diplomat posted in the UK, Ireland, and India, Aaron led a $15 million project to open 22 offices around the world and worked on international business initiatives in the US, China, Mexico, India, and the UK. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Oh, it's great to be here, Sarah. Thanks for inviting me. So tell us about the Trade Commission and the High Commission of Canada where you work. Yeah, so um, to begin with, I actually work for the Ontario government, um, but I work for the Ontario government internationally. And, and uh, Ontario actually has 16 offices around the world. They're all co-located in Canadian missions abroad. So that's either a embassy or a high commission. And in the UK, we just happen to be a high commission because we're part of the Commonwealth um, and have the same head of state as uh, the UK. So that's why we're in a high commission. Um, And basically, Ontario has these offices internationally that help to do basically four things. The first is helping Ontario companies export to, for example, the UK. We'll just use the UK as an example. Um, And using our presence in market, we actually connect companies to buyers, distributors, agents, these types of things. So we act as a bit of an intermediary. Uh, The second is we actually work to attract uh, foreign direct investment to Ontario. And that is basically working with UK companies. We'll meet with CEOs, CFOs, decision makers from companies and try to convince them of the importance and the opportunities in Ontario for them to build a facility, hire people and do business. The third thing that we do is um, try to facilitate research and development and commercialization partnerships. Um, So that's between universities, universities and industry um, to try to facilitate those, those, um, yeah, partnerships that can lead to trade and investment. And then the final and fourth thing is that we provide market intelligence, insight um, from the UK to decision makers back in Ontario. And that's really um, us attending conferences, meeting with people, letting people know what's going on in the market um, in the UK so that they can make better decisions from an international business perspective. So those four things, that's kind of what we do. Uh, Again, like I said, we're always co-located in Canadian missions. We work very closely with the federal government, um, but we represent Ontario specifically and Ontario companies and Ontario interests internationally. Great. And you alluded a little bit to it that there are these offices existing across the globe. What are some other jurisdictions where businesses can find your services? So yeah, the 16 offices that we have are located in the US, Mexico, Uh, UK, obviously, um, but we also in the UK look after Ireland. So if you deal with us, you can also uh, utilize our services in Ireland, Uh, France, Germany, um, Japan, Korea, China, and India. And I think that's it uh, right now. 
So Wonderful. There's, yeah, there's quite a few offices across the world. So knowing that you're specifically located in the UK, um, what are some of the similarities you find between um, Ontario and the UK or Canada in general in the UK in terms of sectors or products? Well, it's very interesting because I think for all markets, I think the UK and Canada are the most similar. Um, And I would start by saying we're the most similar from a cultural institutional and political perspective. Like I said, we have the same head of state, the queen. Um, So that's something that's um, very much real for us in our relationships. Um, We have very similar legal system, very similar political system and language, obviously. And the interesting thing from a I mean, those are the cultural aspects and and, uh, there's a real warmth as a result of of those cultural aspects between the UK and Canada. And you often see that, you know, when you're out and talking to businesses and you say you're from Canada, oh, Canada, they're very, they're very interested. They want to, they love Canadians, they love Canada. And there's that sort of sense of of shared history and shared um, interests. Um, But from a business perspective as well, I find it really interesting because Canadian businesses and UK businesses approach their sales and their um, way of doing business very similarly. And that is they're they're much, um, they have a soft way of selling. They don't oversell themselves. Um, They're more relationship based. Um, they, They want to they, they sell to people, they don't sell products. And I think that's a really important thing. Uh, and that's a difference between a lot of other countries and, and Canada and the UK. So that's, that's a shared sort of approach to culture as well as business. Um, from a sector base, um, there's a lot of shared work that we're doing in the areas of technology. So artificial intelligence uh, is very key for both Canada and the UK. A lot of shared research from an academic perspective, but also from an industrial perspective. Uh, There's companies that have offices in Canada and Canadian companies have offices in the UK. There's shared, um, a lot of deep shared connections in agriculture and agri-food. Again, a lot of research happening between academia um, and industry. And there's also a lot of shared Um, interest in business and financial services. So London, as I said, or, you know, you may know, is the second largest financial services city in the world. And Ontario has a very large financial services and business services uh, industry as well. So those are some of the connections that we have. That's great. And it sounds like there's, there's quite a bit of strategic alignment. So it makes perfect sense for you to have an office there. So absolutely, you've touched on a number of the sectors, but are, are there any other large sectors that exist in the UK that kind of factor into the picture? Yeah, I mean, like I said, the financial and business services side of things is is really key for us, partly because, and largely because for, for the UK, services make up about a, three quarters of their GDP. So it's a huge, huge sector. And financial business services, that can also include hospitality, retail. So anything having to do with services is huge. And so we're focusing on that um, and helping our companies 
who are providing services or working in the services industry or provide technology or are second tier suppliers into that sector quite a bit. The second is really advanced technology and it's quite broad, um, but that's really where we see a lot of opportunity as well. It's about 20% of the economy in the UK. So we're dealing with companies like AI, FinTech is big, health tech, cybersecurity, telecommunications, all fit under advanced uh, technology. Um, and the UK really for, for technology feeds into a lot of other countries, so into the EU, uh, as well as into Asia. The third and final sort of sector that we're focusing on is advanced manufacturing. And that's, that's not the biggest sector in the UK, but it's, it's pretty big. Um, and that includes aerospace, auto, pharma, and agri-food. So we have um, a lot of our, our interests in those three key sectors. And I guess overall, are you seeing any trends or opportunities for Ontario companies to build relationships into the UK market? Yeah, very much. Um, and uh, some of this has actually happened pre-COVID, but a lot of it has, has emerged as a result of COVID. And the first is that it's becoming much easier for us to get in with influencers and decision makers. And what I mean by this is that our job is really to develop those relationships uh, on, on the ground here in the UK. And that happens through meetings often or through events that we host. And when you're trying to set up a meeting or invite people to an event, Things are really, really packed in the UK. Um, people have a lot of commitments. And so to get time with them or to get them to come and meet with you or attend an event has been difficult in the past. But now that everyone's meeting virtually, um, there's a lot greater opportunity and a lot greater openness to us meeting with, with um, decision makers. An example of this is actually, we were trying to get a health tech company into the UK. And one of my colleagues uh, that works in the office was trying to promote this into the NHS. And she was actually able to connect directly with the Minister of Health. For, so that's a huge achievement, actually. And I'm really proud that she was able to do that. But that really just goes to show how much easier it is and how much op more open people are to hearing from, from people like us and who are open to the solutions that Ontario has to offer. And it also speaks to the reputation that Canada and Ontario has amongst government and industry decision makers. Um, the second is that it's actually easier and cheaper for companies to do business internationally now because of the whole virtual trade and business environment that's emerging. Um, and so as a, as a government, we've actually pivoted our services to be more aware of this new environment. So we're hosting virtual trade delegations. Uh, as an example, we just had one that was focused on helping you, uh, Ontario companies export to the telecommunications industry in the UK and across Europe. And part of that was hosting a pre-mission briefing. Um, and we were able to get the CTO, this chief technology officer for British Telecom, to speak to our companies about what's happening with trends in the UK and across Europe. But also they were able to pitch their services to him. So it's this really um, ease of access to decision makers, but ease of access 
to markets that companies don't have to travel. They don't have to put their businesses on hold for a, for a week or do two jobs um, that we're seeing the trends that are, are emerging. And that's really quite exciting um, for us as we're pivoting our services. And the third, sorry for talking on and on about this, but I'm really excited about the trends that are happening. The third is actually e-commerce. And a lot of people are thinking that they actually have to be in a new country to sell their product or set up an office. And that is helpful, definitely helpful. But e-commerce has really taken off and the UK is one of the, the largest markets for e-commerce in the UK. And we're actually seeing as a result of um, um, COVID and the lockdown, 50% uh, increase week over week on um, e-commerce being delivered. So that's really quite exciting. That's amazing. It's it's tremendous the amount of opportunity that the pandemic has opened up. There is sort of some positivity to come out of that. Absolutely. So for a business that's here in Ontario that maybe is interested in, in exploring exporting to a new market, or maybe they have been exporting elsewhere, what would you say are some of the advantages for them to consider the UK as a market for their products? Well, the UK is our largest market in Europe. Because it's all, and it's because it's all in English, we have a shared legal system. It's something that we're familiar with. So actually, familiarity and doing business internationally is incredibly important. If you're going to a country where it's a completely different legal system, completely different language, completely different business customs, that adds a whole layer of complexity onto doing business. Because going internationally is, is, a, is a big risk for a company. And so the UK offers that kind of stability, familiarity, and because you can kind of do business in a, in a friendly, um, understandable way with, with uh, people in the UK, it's, they do business like us. And I think that's one of the main advantages uh, to exploring the UK and Ireland, I'll say as well, because we look after Ireland. We can't forget Ireland. No, of course not. If a business was interested in expanding to the UK, I mean, certainly our office as economic development would help to assist to make the connection. But what would you recommend as an Ontario company taking that step? What, what would you what would you recommend as their their next best step for exploring those opportunities? Yeah. So there's. First of all, I mean, I want to say that there's an enormous amount of resources that are available for companies looking to take the next step to go international. What they should do is actually look at Ontario.ca um, and find the different events that are being hosted by the Ontario government on helping companies export to the UK. Um, the types of events include helping develop your pitch so you can pitch to international buyers. I just hosted an event on that with a colleague of mine. That was exceptional, exciting, and speaks to kind of what we're able to do in this new world. We were speaking to 117 Ontario companies who can develop their, their business pitch and how they sell themselves. So that was quite exciting. Uh, there's also these virtual trade missions that are being hosted, but there's also advisors that can help companies understand how to access the market. They're based in Ontario, but also I have a colleague in my office in the UK that is very aware, very understanding of helping companies get into the market and connect, can connect companies into buyers uh, or give them coaching on how do you develop your message, your approach, your market entry to, to the UK. So check out Ontario.ca. Um, connect to the market representatives. Their names are all listed on there. Emails are all listed on there. 
get connected into events, whether it's a trade mission or market preparation seminars, or connect with me or any of my colleagues. And you can find all of our details on Ontario.ca as well. That's great. I think that step for businesses can feel a little daunting. So it's, it's helpful to know there's lots of resources out there. So one of the things that I always say to uh, companies that are looking to expand globally is that you need to think like a startup. And what I mean by that is that you need to think of yourself, whether you're small or large, as opening a new business in a new market, just like a startup does domestically. And that means you have to be nimble. You have new clients, new regulations, uh, new buyers, um, totally new environment that you're going into. So you can't just base yourself on your domestic success. You have to think like a startup as you're going into a new market. And there's an enormous amount of resources that are available to help you, to handhold you, um, and to really help you grow and incubate into a new market as a startup. So it's really about taking on a new mentality as you grow internationally and not just thinking about the successes that you've had domestically, but about the opportunities that you have internationally and how you have to have a totally different mentality. And that mentality for me is like thinking like a startup. That's great advice. Absolutely. So are there any other projects or opportunities you're working on in the near future that you'd want to highlight for our business community? I know you mentioned a few webinars and other resources and things uh, as you spoke. I just wondered if you have anything on the go that some of our companies who are interested in expanding globally might take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. The one that's coming up um, most immediately is a cybersecurity virtual trade mission that's happening in October. Um, and that is something that you can be part of. And all the details about that are on Ontario.ca. Again, I keep redirecting people back to uh, the website because that's live with all the events that are happening. And that's not just, um, they don't just hold events that are happening in the UK, but there's events that are helping companies expand to countries all over the world. So I get that the UK may not be your complete focus. I don't know why, but uh, uh, I'm sure that there, you may want to go to other countries as well. So whether it's in Asia or the other parts of Americas, check out Ontario.ca and you'll see the other types of events that are happening. So I guess to wrap up, I'll just ask you uh, a different question. Typically we ask folks what their favorite thing is in Perth County, but I think since you're my first uh, internationally based guest, I, I can't resist asking you what, what some of your favorite things are about working in, in the UK and perhaps maybe some of the your favorite connections you've made back to Ontario during your time there. Yeah, so I, I love working in the UK. I've been so fortunate um, to have had the opportunity to work there for eight years. Um, that's kind of Un unknown in the diplomatic world uh, to be able to stay in a place for that long. Um, so one of the things that I've really enjoyed is that London is such an international city. Um, it's got flavors from around the world. It's got people from around the world. It's got art and culture from around the world. But the other thing is it's also incredibly small. It's like they say that London is a collection of villages. So you can go across London and you're in a completely different world. You can go to East London and it's completely different from West London. And so I love the fact that it's so international, but also incredibly local. Um, and you really do get to know people 
just like being in a village. Um, I know people in my local restaurants and they wave to me as I walk down the street. I know people in cafes and in the laundries and in the local stores. Um, it's very, it's very friendly. And, and I, I love that particularly being from Canada where we're, are like that too. So it doesn't make me entirely homesick. Um, I love the opportunity to, um, have experiences that I never dreamt that I'd have the experience um, to do. And that one of the examples is that the high commissioner asked me to join her for the Queen's Christmas party this past December. And to be able to go to Buckingham Palace um, and to enjoy this sort of state kind of event, um, meet the Queen um, and actually wander around Buckingham Palace was pretty cool, I have to say. And um, that's something that I'll remember. So really, really fortunate to, to be able to not only work in the UK, but to experience the UK and its, its full glory and splendor. That's fantastic. Well, I appreciate yeah. you taking some time out of your schedule to chat with us today and, and pass along some information to our local businesses. My pleasure. We really look forward to hearing from Ontario companies. We want, we're there to help them grow uh, effectively, efficiently, and successfully into the UK and into Ireland. So please do get in touch with us. Um, we'll, we'll be very happy to work with you. We want to see jobs created. We want to see companies succeed and we want to see Ontario become even stronger economically. Great. And we'll put links to the relevant contact information in the show notes for sure. Thanks again. Perfect. My pleasure. Thanks so much uh, for inviting me and uh, hope everyone has a, has a great autumn. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. The information on how to reach today's guest is available in the episode notes. If you found this information helpful, please consider sharing and make sure you subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with all the latest. You can find more information on our website at perthcounty.ca and by searching for Perth County on social media. To reach us, send an email to ecdev at perthcounty.ca. That's E-C-D-E-V at perthcounty.ca.